You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. We'll start today with a story that honestly I haven't spent a ton of time on. We mentioned it Monday. I don't I don't know if we honestly even talked about it on Tuesday. I think we mainly just talked about the game. But at the end of the game on Saturday, uh, SMU decided to try and plant the Dallas flag at midfield, you know, on TCU's field. And a scuffle broke out. Um, yeah. Like, they planted it. TCU ripped the flag off. Whatever. Typical stuff. Obviously, SMU is really enjoying getting another victory over the Frogs. In the post-game press conference, Gary Patterson said, Hey, uh, an SMU player hit Jerry Kill with a helmet. And we're going to find, we're going to do an investigation. We're going to find out who did that. And basically, like, we're going to take care of it. Then, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, a video came out. And I saw it from Zach Barnett from Football Scoop. And the video appeared to show that in the chaos of the scuffle between the two teams, it was actually a TCU player who accidentally knocked Jerry Kill over. And that's what led to him getting injured. So people expected that on Tuesday, Gary would come up to the podium during his weekly press conference and I, I guess kind of clear the air on what was going on. And typically on Wednesdays, I like to have the audio from Gary's presser uh, for the show. I want to let you guys hear that. Well, TCU decided not to post that audio this week. Uh, they they generally post it on their website. They've decided not to do that this week. And I would imagine it's because of the controversy that swirled around some of his comments. But Gary addressed this. And I will say he was asked about this specifically. Like, he was asked about this incident specifically. So this was not a a rant out of nowhere. It's it's a long, winding quote. I'll try to summarize. Um, he mentioned that Jerry Kill suffered a concussion. He went on to say, I can't substantiate that it was an SMU or TCU person, but it did, it did happen. If we wouldn't have had flags, it wouldn't have happened, okay? You don't think it was planned? They had a media person from their office that was out there filming the flag getting set in the middle of the field. It's okay, but don't tell me there wasn't a plan somewhere there. A guy got hurt. While I'm upset about it, that guy got hurt. Things like that usually cause seizures. A guy got hurt. He got pushed down by our kids once on film in the middle of it, and he got hit because I've got proof to show it. At the end of the day, whether it's SMU, TCU, I can't substantiate it. But at the end of the day, it wouldn't have happened if we didn't have the flag situation. The quote goes on to say... um, and, and Gary went on to say a few other things about rivalries. He was upset about SMU. Take, they did a video where they took his song, Take a Step Back, and uh, basically you know, photoshopped it over a bunch of SMU stuff. SMU has come back and said this is a complete fabrication and a statement. Uh, Rick Hart, their athletic director, also said that he personally spoke with Jeremiah Donati, TCU AD, and Donati assured him that Gary would back off these comments um, later in the week. And he obviously did not. 
As far as I know, this is the only media availability he'll have. No, he'll talk on Thursday at his weekly radio show. Um, I imagine that's this topic's probably not going to come up, though. So anyway, this caused a lot of uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth online. Let me say this. I First of all, I hope Jerry Kill's okay. Right? Like, I hope he's, he's fine. And I do understand why Gary would be really upset. That's his best friend. And Jerry does have a history of seizures. So anything with a head injury, he did suffer a concussion. Um, I understand the severity of that. And I get why he would be mad. And his point was essentially that if SMU didn't run on the field and try to plant the flag, none of this would have happened. And, I mean, he's not wrong about that necessarily. But... This all comes off as sour grapes when you lose. And Gary has a tendency to throw out things like this when he loses big games like or loses in kind of an embarrassing way. There's always some weird sort of incident that happened that gets him fired up. Um taunting and you know football Twitter accounts going at each other like that's just part of college football now and I, I I agree with him this wouldn't have happened if they wouldn't have you know run the flag on the field but it also wouldn't have happened if TCU would have taken care of their business and won the game and in my mind that's the big issue like the fact that we're still harping on this on Wednesday, seems like an issue to me. It feels like we're, um, I mean, it just feels like it could be a distraction. Now, I'll also say this. Gary went on to mention in this press conference that he was actually proud of the team for fighting back. Like, initially, when he heard they were fighting after the game, he was upset, but the more information that came out about the context of it and what exactly happened. He said, he told the team on Sunday, he was like, I, I think you guys did the right thing by kind of standing up for yourselves and protecting your home field. And that's all well and good. And maybe this is something that rallies them. But the bottom line is you had a chance to protect your home field during the 60 minutes the game was being played. And you got beat. So, I mean, be physical and have an attitude before you, like, during, in between the lines, during the game. And then you don't have to worry about getting in scuffles like this after the whistle blows. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this. And then we'll also hit on, on the Texas game coming up. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment two of Locked on Horn Frogs, here we go. So, coming back to the the flag gate issue publicly undermining your boss in Jeremiah Donati is, is not a great look for GP. Um, and I said that on Twitter and somebody responded and was like, well, you know, Donati's not really his boss. Well, fine. Coworker. If you want to call it that, I, I understand the power dynamics at play here, but it's, it's not a great look. Now, why our athletic director 
said the coach was going to back off the comments in a conversation with their AD. That's also kind of weird to me. I don't, I don't know, but I don't know what the context of that conversation was. Anyway, from PR perspective, this doesn't look great, and it's kind of another reason for everybody to, to poke fun at the frogs. But if I'm going to spin it positively, as I was saying at the end of the last segment, he was encouraged that they sort of stood up for themselves at the end of that game. And maybe, like, maybe this is Gary just trying to rally the, the group, right? Like, okay, everybody's out on us. People are trying to kick us while they're da- while we're down. Um, people are bailing ship. Like, it's, it's us against the world. Let's band together. I'm fired up. Let's go do this. And I would like to – I would hope that a fired up Gary Patterson would come out against Texas and his team would take that intensity that he's bringing – and get after it, and that he would, you know, have some more motivation to, to scheme things up in a way that kept the Texas offense off balance. But also say, like, he was he was pretty testy uh, before the SMU game in his weekly presser, which I thought was a good sign, and obviously it didn't translate to the field. More importantly for the Texas game on the field, um, he, he said Corey Bethley might be back, Kyrie Coleman might be back, Noah Daniels, he wasn't sure. Which, reading between the lines here, those guys have all been kind of a firm, I don't know so far. I think Kyrie's going to play. I think Coleman's going to play. I feel like he probably could have played in the SMU game, but they felt like they could win without him. Or they just wanted to be healthy for the Big 12 stretch. One of the two. I don't know about Noah Daniels. Um, yeah, I don't. I I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I'm still not really sure what's what's going on there, and I, I don't I don't really feel like you can count on his status, um, right now. Like I just, I think there might be something else other than injury, but we'll see. And uh, Corey Bethley, I would hope he would play, and that would be a bit. I mean, that would be a big get in the middle. Now, I still imagine they're going to struggle to stop the run. Because Texas can run the football. But John Robinson's a great player. Uh, but you better have your best players out there. And Bethley's your best defensive tackle. So if he's back and he's taking up space in the middle, then that's a big win. I would also think if this is a physical downhill running game that uh, Jamoy Hodge will probably get more time at linebacker. It'll be Hodge and, and Winters there on the inside trying to fill gaps and make tackles. You know, Casey Thompson has been unbelievable so far in his career. He played great against Colorado, and then against Rice and Texas Tech, he's been fantastic. Um, so I would hope that if if they could get to him a little bit, which I know that's a big if because, honestly, the pass rush has been really subpar this year so far. But if they can find a way to get to him or confuse him um, and and give him some resistance, like, I mean, that's this is a guy that's really just kind of been playing pitch and catch the first three games of his college career. So could you find a way to get in his line of sight, make him have to process and think faster and get throws out? And if you can do that, does that throw his timing off a little bit? Um, I am, I don't know. I'm Maybe I'm just a homer. Maybe I'm just uh, dumb here. But I'm not typically like, I'm not somebody who's just always optimistic about my team. 
I'm usually leaning the other way. I am cautiously, cautiously optimistic about Saturday. And I don't have a great reason why. Like, I can't give you X, Y, and Z keys to the game, X's and O's stuff. I just, this team just plays differently against Texas. And maybe I'm wrong. And I think if they come out flat and they get beat soundly, then that's a pretty good indication that something's going on. Like, we might have some some locker room issues here. And locker room issues, I don't mean like disgruntled players or anything. I just mean like guys who have sort of lost belief. Um, but I hope that's not the case. Ultimately, it was one loss. It was a bad loss. It was a frustrating loss, but it was one loss. And now you have a chance to bounce back against a team that you always get up for and play well against. So I just I have a little optimism about this Saturday. And for some reason, I feel like if they can just slow the game down a little bit, and th- maybe this is the week where you just got to hand the ball to Zach Evans and limit possessions on defense. We'll see. We'll talk more about it tomorrow and Friday. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.